Thank you for downloading the Grove City Vineyard Sermon Podcast. Enjoy today's message. Well, good morning and Merry Christmas. What an honor it is to get to be with you today. As I was preparing for today, I thought back over the years that I have been here at Grove City Vineyard in all the Christmas mornings that my family in particular has spent in this very room celebrating with Pastor Tom and Karen. And a few weeks ago, I attended a breakfast with other vineyard pastors, and we were sharing around the table what our churches were doing for Christmas. And as I told um, the story and the history of what Christmas morning service here at GCV really is and what it means, one of the pastors commented how he missed that small church tradition and feel. And I think you guys can agree that when you look around the room, we're definitely not a small church, right? But we've got some of that small church in us. And we are so grateful and so thankful for that. And it, it reminded me of what a beautiful and wonderful family that we have here. That our love for Jesus is so great that we come together to celebrate his birthday. Just as many families gather all around the year to celebrate loved ones' birthdays, today we come together as a family and celebrate a very special birthday, the birth of our Savior, Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and we praise you and we just say happy birthday. We say happy birthday and thank you. Thank you for coming. There was no greater gift that you could have given us, Lord. And we are so grateful for that gift. And as we gather here this morning, Lord, I just ask that your Holy Spirit would come. Would it just fall upon every heart and soul in this room? Move me out of the way. May your words be heard, Lord. May we leave here knowing that no matter what lies in store for us, that we have received the greatest gift, the birth of Jesus. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. So we can look around right outside and see all kinds of decorations, from Christmas lights to inflatables in the yard, plastic statues, ribbon, garland, stars, candy canes, and the list can go on and on. In 1969, the Puritans that had come to America and settled the Massachusetts Bay Colony decided to ban the celebration of Christmas. From the years 1659 to 1681, if you were found to be displaying what they called Christmas spirit, you were to be fined up to five shillings. Now today, five shillings would be about equivalent to $100. But I want you to imagine that back in the day, people, let, people back in the day, back then, they made less than 50 cents a day. And most barely made $5 a week. The idea that simply by showing what they called Christmas spirit could not only cost you a substantial fine, but would then label you as a criminal. It wasn't until June 26, 1870, that Christmas was actually recognized as a federal holiday. For me, when I think of Christmas, I just assumed that it had always been celebrated, that everyone around the world has always known of this day and its meaning, but I found that that's not really true. 
According to a poll that was taken back in the year 2017, 56% of Americans say that there is less emphasis on Christmas as a religious celebration than in years past. And the majority of those, they were okay with that. I was also stunned to find that one in five Americans, when asked if they believed the account of the nativity story in the Bible, said they did not. They believed parts of it, but not all of it as a whole. Guys, this was back in 2017. This idea of Christmas being celebrated and recognized for the Savior's birth is slipping away. What's, what's going on? Today, more than ever, I believe it is important that we are sharing this story with those we love near and far. We need to stop stressing over what gift we're going to get someone when the best gift we could ever give them is Jesus. Give the gift of sharing Jesus with your loved ones. Tell them of his great love for them. Share with them the reason we come together and celebrate. Well, some of you might say, well, my family already knows Jesus. Sweet. That's awesome. Do they have a relationship with him? Do they actively worship him? Do they live in a community of other believers? If you are fortunate to be surrounded by people who are all Bible-believing, Jesus-loving followers, then you need some new friends. And I mean that in a loving way. Do your children, do the children in your life know Jesus? Because the only way that we are going to change the world is if we start with the ones that are younger than us. They are going to be the ones to impact the most for God's kingdom. So today I wanna to share a little something with you that will hopefully give you some ideas on how you can share Jesus with your loved ones today as you travel to celebrate the birth of our Savior. And I might need some help, so kids, pay attention. You never know when I might call on you. You could, guys, I really wish you could see the faces that I see right now. <laughs> Some of them are sitting up really tall going, yes, I'm going to get on stage. And others of them are shrinking down in their seats going, please don't call on me. So you see my bag here. You see that bag, Faith? It doesn't look exactly like Santa Claus's bag, but it was the best I could find. I know, right? But it's kind of like Santa Claus's bag, right? And this idea of Santa Claus himself, he has an origin story. And I would encourage all of you to check out that story because he's a pretty amazing guy. And we could all stand to have a little bit more Santa in each of us. But even Santa believes in Jesus. See, Santa is simply a man serving Jesus by sharing joy, peace, and love all around the world. So the first thing in this bag that I really wished I could have pulled out that felt like Mary Poppins is this fir tree. <laughs> I'm not pulling it out, can you tell? This is the closest I could find to a fir tree too, people. Did you know they're expensive? Real fir trees are expensive and they only come in seven feet tall. And, and I wasn't going to lug a seven foot tall fir tree in here on Christmas morning. So just use your imagination, this is my fir tree. Did you know that a fir tree remains green all year round? That all of its needles point towards heaven? The green of the tree all year is to remind us of our everlasting and eternal life promised to us with Jesus. 
And the needles should be a reminder that our hearts and minds should always be pointed towards heaven. Next in this bag, I have a star. Star. That's right. Can you hold that there for me for a minute? All right. Because I have a star. And in Matthew 2, 2, it says, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. See, the wise men followed a star to Jesus. God had promised that a savior would come to rescue us from our sins. Let this star be a reminder of this promise and how we too should seek to follow Jesus. Faith, you can go sit down. You can take that star with you. You got it? Good job. Man, she's a pro. All right. Next in this bag, I don't know, maybe Smith. I don't know. Smith, can you make your way up here? I got in this bag of goodies. It's a candle. Can you hold that? Yeah, it's not a real one. Relax. Not my first rodeo. But John 8, 12 says this. It says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Guys, that's Jesus talking. If we choose to follow Jesus, we can live a life in the light. All right, you can go have a seat and take your candle with you. All right, next. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, she's hiding. Lottie, stick your face right through the center of that bad boy. Like that. See, it's a wreath and it's a continuous circle. There's no beginning and there's no end. Romans 8, 38 through 39 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Guys, this is the love of Jesus, a continuous circle. There is no beginning and there is no end. There is nothing you can do to get more of it. He already loves you as much as he possibly can. There is nothing that you can do to make him love you any less. Nothing will separate you from the love that is Jesus. You can take the wreath, baby. Good job. All right, Wesley. Come on, come up here. You're already adorning the most beautiful necklace in the world. I mean, seriously, what better Christmas gift than right there? Can you hold this up for everybody to see? Those are holly leaves. Not real, by the way, just in case you were wondering. But they're holly leaves, which is symbolic of the thorn of crowns. The crown of thorns was made from the holly leaf that was placed on Jesus's head. And then the berries on there are red to symbolize the blood that Jesus shed for each one of us. Go ahead and you can take your holly. Your mom will thank me later for that addition to her Christmas decorations. So this next one is kind of a three-step process. So I thought nothing better than the Morris boys 
Dash Henry and Cy. Could you come up here? Got it. Three gifts. See, in bucket number one, he's got gold. And gold is to honor and recognize Jesus' kingship. In Daniel 7, 13 through 14, it says, In my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. And then in the second one, I've got frankincense, which, can you tell them what that looks like, Dash? What's that look like? I mean, besides there's a bottle of oil in there, what else? Feel that. What's that look like? It looks like a gummy, right? It's supposed to be dried frankincense to recognize Jesus' deity, that Jesus was both fully God and fully man. And last but not least, in his bucket, we have myrrh, to acknowledge Jesus' humanity, that one day he would die. In John 19, 38 through 40, if you read in that scripture, we read about how Joseph and Nicodemus wrapped Jesus' body after his crucifixion in strips of cloth. But before they did that, they covered his body in myrrh and other spices. A little bit of foretelling, maybe, when the three wise men brought myrrh to Jesus as a gift. You guys can go sit down. All right, next. Charlie. Now, guys, when you see her, you're going to know why I picked her. Shortest one in the room to hold the tallest candy cane, right? Candy canes. For years, we have looked at candy canes and seen that they are a representation of a shepherd's staff or a shepherd's crook, right? And the shepherd's staff, they would carry it while tending to the sheep to help them from going astray, to give them a little bit of extra arm length to pull them back if one of them started to wander. Friends, we have a job as followers of Jesus. We have a job to do. We have a job to bring those sheep that have strayed and even the lost ones back, back to the Father. That's what you should think of when you see a candy cane. Hint, too, if you flip it upside down, what letter is that? Jay, Charlie gets a gold star for the day. You can go sit down, sugar. Jay, for Jesus. Speaking of lost, I think, oh, there's something. Emmy, would you come up here and get these bells? Come here, sugar. Come on, baby girl. See, y'all are going to love my sermon only because I used the best props in the world. <laughs> Can you shake those bells? Shake them. Shake. Shepherds, 
would tie bells around sheep. It would ward off the predators. It would scare them so they wouldn't attack the little sheep. But bells were also used. The shepherds would ring them, and sheep would hear that bell, and they would flock towards the sound of the bell. Guys, Jesus is shaking a bell all the time, every day. He wants you to come to him. He wants you to come sit at his feet. See, all, of, all around us are reminders of why we celebrate December 25th. We see it, but do the people around us? Proper use of exiting the steps, I'm liking it. Love her. Guys, today is the day that we celebrate joy. A day to spend with those we love and exchange gifts and make memories. But next year, when you gather together again, most likely the gift you bought that special someone will no longer be exciting. It might not even have lasted. But to share Jesus with someone, to give them the gift of knowing Jesus and what he did for each of us, including them, that is a gift that will have eternal rewards. Today, as we leave, I want to encourage you and your families to take a moment and examine what is it that we are celebrating? Because no matter the number of presents under the tree, the best gift that you can give to anyone is the gift of Jesus. I want to share a few stories with you before we go. When I was a kid, Christmas was my favorite time of year. Still is to this day, but for a different reason. See, when I was a kid, I got excited because it was the one day when I got presents, lots of presents. Not because my parents were rich. Nope. It was because I had some pretty amazing grandparents who loved to give. They would fill the floor under our tree every year with presents for me, for my mom, for my dad. But it was Christmas of 1983 that I remember the most. Cabbage Patch Kids <laughs> were all the craze parents lost their minds trying to get their hands on them. It is the only thing every girl my age wanted. So on Christmas morning, like every year before, I was excited to find presents under the tree. But to my disappointment, there was no Cabbage Patch Kid. So I did what every level-headed seven-year-old does. I threw a fit. Yep, Christmas memories in the making right there. Did I ever get a cabbage patch? Yes. I actually got several over the years to come. But I look back at that moment, even now, and wished I would have behaved just a little differently. Fast forward to my young adult years. I'm in my early 20s. I have a wonderful woman in my life who just so happens I get to call my aunt as well. See, she kept her Christmas tree up all year long. And in all my young adult wisdom one year, I began to make fun of her for keeping the tree up, saying that I thought she was crazy. What if people saw she had her tree up? What would they think? I mean, really, a tree up all year long? 
She sat me down and ever so gently retold me the nativity story. The birth of Jesus, the angels, the shepherds, Mary, Joseph, Wiseman, the whole thing. Then she looked at me and she said, that's something I want to remember every day. Because that gives me hope and joy to know that God kept his promises then and he will forever keep his promises. That one day, because of Jesus' sacrifice, I will get to spend eternity with him in heaven. See, I tell you both of these stories to show you at seven years old, I didn't know the meaning of Christmas, but no one had shared it with me. And even into my early 20s, though I had been to church and I loved Jesus, I don't believe I truly understood the meaning of Christmas. And it was because someone loved me so much to say, here, listen, I want to tell you a story. Let me tell you about the Jesus that I know and love. We each have the opportunity today and every day to share the story of Jesus with others. What better gift to give them than one that will bring someone an eternity of forgiveness and unconditional love? So as you leave here today, guys, would you just remember that all the stress, moms, take a deep breath, all the stress, all the worry, all the scurrying from here to there, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Instead, can I encourage you as a family to sit down and read the nativity story? straight from the Bible. Make it a tradition. Make it something that your family does. And then teach your kids how to tell the story. Because we don't want to live in a world where Jesus isn't the reason we celebrate on Christmas. But for so many, that's their world. And I believe that God has sent each and every one of us here to change the world. In our own circle of friends, in our own family, he has given you a job to share Jesus with the people you love the most. And I hope that as cute and adorable as the kids were holding the props, you can use those ideas as you're sitting around a table and you notice someone has a wreath hanging in their house or someone's eating a candy cane, tell them the story. You have no idea the impact that